After traveling for a very long time and not even wanting to own another house, hear the story of how we found the promised land, or as I should say, the promised land found us. So tune into this story and hear how the hopeful house came to be. Hey there, Jules here, and welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. My life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition. And it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way. So take a nice deep breath, settle in, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin. Hello, you radiant people out there. Hello. Oh, I'm so, so happy to be sitting here with you, Josh, and and um, our lovely listeners. And I'm so happy that people have been enjoying our conversations. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you to every single person who has taken time out to let us know that you are listening and you're enjoying what you're hearing. So we know that the content is as real as it gets for us. And um, in the spirit of keeping it real, we are sitting inside of our pickup truck biggie that um our son julian named biggie because it's a big truck and it hauls around our airstream which is lovey so it's the love ship nicknamed lovey connected to biggie and when they come together it is big love so that is what our child has <laughs> named our ship and we love it big so. love rolling down the road with the yes J5. so right now just i like to give you like the setup like the setting of where we are so josh and i are in the truck right now we're looking at the hopeful house we're looking at uh the airstream while our family is inside hanging out so we're grateful to have this moment uh to share with you and to also share a story so this story is the actual story of how the hopeful house came to be and what we discovered in a, a previous conversation was that there is a road to the hopeful house yes, there was. and we started recording that thinking that we were telling the story of the hopeful house and then we realized that the story was like more about two years long of a story so hang on for that one guys you know most <laughs> most people they they move out of one house and into another house and that's just how it goes you leave one house you go into another house and that's just not what we did mm -hmm. we we left our house and went into an airstream and <laughs> and traveled for two years and and then you know found upon this place and so the journey of that road to the road to the hopeful house is is a, a beautiful story we'll be happy to you know tell that but this is the actual three months three three months that it took for us since we from the time that we found the house to the time that we actually right. moved into it and this story is is um i want to share it so there there may be someone out there who is leaning into faith and not really sure what that means or what that looks like because it is different for every single person it's different for every single situation and this is the story of our situation of when we not only left our house but left our life and decided to create a new life and that's that two-year journey and we knew we felt in our in our the core of our beings in our essence that there was something that was waiting for us. And when you're trying to explain that to other people, um, so that's a really easy way to get some nervous looks on the face. The furrowed brow. Right, like I confusion. almost wish there was a, a, a video to show my face of like the, oh, oh, that's what you're gonna do. Okay, and, and what's your plan? Um, I don't have a plan what so, that's when the uh, the emoji with like the two x's on the eyes comes out knocked you know? out <laughs> knock them out what, what they say okay knock them out so anyways the so we're traveling for a long time and we are loving the life on the road i mean it's it's not for the faint of heart it's not 
easy. It takes work. It's, it's the easy life only because you have stripped away everything that is an obligation, everything that is clutter, everything that is just, you know, building up around you that you no longer need. So it becomes easier in that aspect, but it's just a changing of, um, of your responsibilities. And, you know, mm-hmm. instead of cleaning the house, we're cleaning the, uh, the airstream and, and the truck. And the truck. And and to, <laughs> we have all of our belongings in the back of the truck and we're trying to keep them somewhat organized so that we can access our food stashes and, yeah. you know, and I getting creative to, on, yeah, on storage and all that the kind unloading, of thing. Uh, every time you set up a new tent site, you gotta, you gotta unload everything and set it up and, uh, and sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's pouring rain and sometimes it's really hot. And right. sometimes it's, you know, and we loved it. All it of it. Awesome. And we and loved it because <laughs> every, every place had its own gems. Every place was its own adventure. And we became accustomed to this lifestyle that, to be honest with you, felt like was our true lifestyle. Like, it, you know, being in the house that we were in when we were in the Savannah area, it was, you know, cul-de-sac um suburbia situation which a lot of people would look at and and did look at and say but you have a nice house yeah what's what's the deal what's wrong with you you've got a really successful business in the same area as your house what are you doing (laughs) and on paper you know it it looked like we were silly to leave that, but we knew that we couldn't ignore what we were feeling. And what happens when you get the call and the call being the call to start your journey or continue your journey, the call to rediscover your forgotten self. When you get that call to answer your highest good, you have to trust it because if you don't answer it which you have that choice not to answer it but it's going to keep calling and it's going to get louder and more in your face and more aggressive to get your attention because that's how it's designed and so that comes with pain yeah and so the the more you cling on to what your life is or what you think it should be it becomes painful and that's something i've really learned is the, the tighter I hang on to, to what I believe and without questioning it, the more suffering and pain that I feel. So that's the, the reason that I almost don't have a choice in closing up. Like I, I have to stay open to the moment and what it has to bring me because, you know, we've, we've stripped it down to that. And so we're in the Airstream and we love it. Like the whole family loves it. And at, at this point in the story, I'm super pregnant with twins, super duper pregnant with twins. And um, we were um, in the process of wrapping up some serious caregiving for um, my mom who had a total knee replacement. And so she was in a rehab facility for a couple of months and uh, we were caring for my our 94 year old grandmother and uh in addition to running our normal life and then just making the daily trip to the rehab to see mamita right so you know that's kind of what we're doing as i'm in my second trimester of pregnancy um now we're starting to get to the place where uh appointments need to start happening uh more like once a week instead of every two weeks you know so we we're things are starting to to amp up as far as in the pregnancy and appointments go. So we start to realize that now that Mamita's coming home and this chapter is closing, we need to figure out where we're going next. And now everybody around us, our family, our friends, they had kind of gotten used to us living the surrender experiment of just taking it one step at a time. But now when you, you know, throw on the extra layer of, um, 
you know, a new child, let alone children coming. Two two new babies. Now your Airstream situation doesn't seem so cute to everybody. They feel like you're being reckless. Now they feel like, what are you doing? (laughs) And, um, and the truth of it is, is that I didn't know the answers. All I knew was that we had been given these two blessings and that before there is a need, there is always a provision. There is always a way before there is ever a need for a way. Mm-hmm. And so when you believe that with the, the, the core of your being, when you know that because you have made a choice to lean into that and live it, you have to live it. You have to continue to practice that step by step, yeah. even when people say, you're crazy. You know, it was interesting at this time, uh, you know me, when I get on a bone, like need to find something like I, on the internet, especially if it goes, whether it's a house or a car yeah. or an Airstream, I get on it, you know? And so I was doing that and I had the drive for it to find where we were gonna try to land, but I didn't have the panic that I normally have of like, gotta do it now, gotta do it now. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was, it was different, you know, cause we had been, living in surrender for so long. And I just noticed a difference in how I felt internally Mm -hmm. about the conflict that I was faced with of not necessarily having the best situation to bring new babies into. Um, And just because it was an unknown. According to- If we only had the ship, we would have done it. Right, we would have done it because, and what we kept telling ourselves and other people were, you know, people have made it in smaller situations, you know, and and much worse. I know that that these children will be loved and cared for and all will be well. And if it means that it's part of God's plan and for all of our highest good to be in the airstream as the J5, then that's going to be what's going to happen. So we are in Florida, central Florida, again, wrapping up the caregiving, trying to you know, starting to understand that we need to move somewhere else, but we're not sure where, because at this point, I am also starting to need uh, to visit what's called an MFM, which is a maternal fetal fetal medicine medicine doctor. And so that's the specialist when you're having um, sometimes different high-risk pregnancies, including multiple pregnancies. So um, I had to do my check-in And so I did it and they ran their scans and we love it because we were not, we had the opportunity of being like um, helpers to the students. So they were just like, we've got a twin pregnancy (laughs) over here. Do you mind if we bring students in? And I'm like, oh no, gather around, gather around children, (laughs) gather around, look at my belly. (laughs) So totally great. Um, And so they discovered in Florida, there was, they, there was a constriction on baby A's heart, which is Josie. And we, um, they sat us in the office and they said, this is what's going on. You're gonna need to, your next step is we're gonna need to uh, bring you in not only for a another scan, but also um, we also are gonna need you to go to a cardiologist and a pediatric cardiologist to be exact to check the baby's heart and this is what's happening and they're going through all the list of scary things that they feel uh, that is needed to share with you and so I listened respectfully to everything that they had to say and I looked the doctor square in the eye she was very sweet and I looked her square in the eye and I said my baby is fine. There's nothing wrong with this baby. Thank you for letting me know where I need to pray. Thank you for letting me know. And I 100% went into leaning into claiming health and speaking life. And that's what I did. I was telling him, we didn't have any names, but telling baby, you're strong, you're doing so good you keep growing, you know, and speaking life into baby B, which is Jai, you know, I'm just 100% just believing in their life, believing that they are growing exactly as they should and trusting that. And then, so we couldn't get in with the, with the cardiologist, because we're doing, like, even though I'm doing that, we're not saying, 
I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not going to follow up on the information you gave me. But I'm also not going to worry myself down to a place of building so much anxiety within myself that I'm now hurting my baby mm -hmm. because my cortisol levels are through the roof because of the stress. So I just want to make sure that I, I explain that like more of my pro thought process on it. And so we get through, um, you know, our calling and trying to get things set up and it, it's starting to, you know, become pretty clear that Florida is not going to be a great option for us to, um, have the babies. And the other reason was the specialist and, uh, the other doctors, everyone that we spoke to, all of the practices were saying, you have to have a C-section. There's no choice. You have to, you know, so. It's the safest choice for you and the babies. Statistics say that you're going to be safer and the babies will be safer. Right, at, you at 38 weeks, that's what happens. And, and they have all their reasonings why that supports that. And I understand, but I also wanted to see what my body could do. And so that was not in alignment with what I felt was right for my body and my babies. And so I say that to you because you have to do what feels best for you. Okay. And, and it doesn't matter if other people don't get it <laughs> because if you'll notice the pattern, other people quite often don't get what we're doing <laughs> yeah. or understand, but that's okay. Cause it's not their business. Even if they think it is, it's still not. So, um, so we are realizing mm, Florida's kind of, um, not working out because Pretty insurance difficult. reasons, it's not, um, working out. The appointments are not going through. Hmm. Maybe we're not supposed to be in Florida. And I wanted to be there because of my family needing help and, you know, believing that I could help them during that time, which was a lot of, of responsibility that I was trying to also take on. And of course, God's plans always working. The activity is always in motion. The steps are always being ordered. And it felt, and we were aware that it was moving us away from Florida. And so we sat in the Airstream one night and said, okay, so if we, you know, we're going wherever we're going, what are the options for the best care for the babies? And we looked at Savannah because that's where Julian was born. And we were able to get in with the same doctor, but there was no MFM available within our insurance. So we had, oh no, there was MFM, there was a doctor, there was no hospital. The, all three didn't match. That, that the, the doctors worked at a different hospital. Yeah, the MFM was at Memorial and the doctors were at St. Joe's. So, so we would have to basically go back and forth. So that's so, not really gonna right, work. In the event that you have a problem during delivery, the MFM is the one who takes over. And if the MFM is not really close or available, then you know that can pose a problem. So, so that's why it's important that they work together, they work in the same city, they work at the same hospital. So that way they can do what they need to do instead of trying to cart you and baby babies back and forth. So, okay, Savannah's kind of an option, not really, um, well, but, we it's, but it's the best we got. Julian, yeah, right, we've got the, we, it's the best that we've got. And then we looked at uh, another specialty type hospital in South Carolina. They did not have the three things we needed, which was the doctor, the specialist, and the hospital. So then I said, is there any place that, that has all three? Is there any place? And, and Josh said, yeah, Albany. Georgia. Really? Albany, huh? And so we started to look at that hospital. And so everything, when we spoke to the hospital, they were all for, you know, trying to push for more natural deliveries, even with multiples. They had the NICU on premises. The MFM was there. The doctor was top rated, top notch. He was there. They all worked at the same hospital. Everything's covered by our insurance ding, 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 we have a winner. And so we knew that there was, you know, at that point we felt it within ourselves, like, okay, now we, we have an idea of where the wind is pushing us. <laughs> and it seems like we're going to Southwest Georgia. And so, and there's family within about an hour away from, from Albany. So we're thinking, do we need to 
try to be as close as we can to the hospital is that that's probably the best plan. So let's go visit. So after, uh, uh, let's see, mid November, we go to the appointment with the MFM. And so now this is the appointment after um, the original scan where the baby is, we're told the baby has a constriction on his heart and we need the cardiologist and we haven't seen the cardiologist because there was no appointment. So just to recap, and we have the full scan done from the new specialist and he's very dry, <laughs> kind of known for being very dry. And, um, but I, I appreciate that. I'm cool with that. <laughs> so he comes in and he tells us, looks me square my eyes and says, those babies are perfect. Yes, they are. That was exactly his words. Those babies are perfect. There's nothing wrong with them. They are perfect. Keep doing what you're doing. See you back in a month. And look at that. So we had about six weeks of time that passed in between those appointments and they were very different from each other. One was filled of fear. One was filled of confirmation on faith. And I want, I really wanted to share that part of the story because that was six weeks that I didn't spend suffering. That we was never, six we weeks. Never owned that. that was six weeks that were completely spent speaking life into my children and loving them and loving my body and knowing that it was miraculous and it was doing all sorts of work that I couldn't even begin to understand. And I had to just believe it and trust in it. And so that was with everything in our plan, right? So we're now in Southwest Georgia and we are staying with family while we are kind of figuring out which doctors and, you know, and they're like, are you guys moving here? And we're like, I don't know. We're, like, we're looking <laughs> we're for a place to rent. We're right looking now. for a place to have some babies. Yeah, we, <laughs> we need a couple months to we get these babies through yeah, there. You know, so we totally, we totally were not going to buy a house. We weren't even wanting to rent a house. We were looking at extended Airbnbs. We were looking at options for land that maybe had a tiny house on it that we could park. Cause we completely, knew that we love the this tiny house living and the RV lifestyle. So we didn't want to break up with that. And, but again, there's always an order to the steps. So I, we try not to have too many preferences on the way the blessing is going to come in. We just, our work is to be open to receive it so it can come in. And so we are, you know, now we're in the ballpark, we're in the area, we think. And so everyone's like, you don't want to live here. You don't want to live there, blah, blah, blah. So we, cause we don't know that this part of the, of Georgia. So we zoom in on a map and you said, Bay, there is a hopeful Georgia. And I was like, what? I want to live in hopeful Georgia. Just like that. I felt the intention. Mm, that time. And I felt it when I said it. And I didn't even know that such a th such a place existed. I just like the I mean, way this is like one of those tiny. You guys zoom way, yeah, zoom, way in on a, really. on a map on Google. You're Maps like Google your came out here to see hopeful. For like real? it's one of those dots that's just like literally so an intersection. So you found that, and then the next appointment, which is in a few days, we're going to meet the obstetrician that is going to bring the babies to the world. This is our captain. This is a big deal. I had now at this point, I am twenty eight weeks pregnant, 28 weeks. And so, um, I went to, you know, you the goal is to get to, to 38. So just to keep it in mind, full, full term is 40. So I'm at 28. So I'm, I'm getting close. Okay. So we are going to meet this person now with Julian. I had a strong relationship with our, with our OB man. He was my he was my captain, you know, like we, we had a relationship with him. Did we not? Yeah, we did. And he so was, was a really there's guy. so much trust that goes into that. So I wanted to meet this person. I'm late in the game. We got, we have a lot of catching up, a lot of making <laughs> up to do here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this is called speed I need dating. To, it's, it, that's what it felt like. I mean, that was my, you know, feeling on it. And I had a lot of expectations on it because I had such a beautiful experience the first time and I didn't even realize that I was feeling like that. And uh, so we get to the appointment and guess what? 
I don't even get to meet the doctor. No, you're going to see the NP. I am going to the assistant and she's going to tell me that in two weeks I'll get to see the doctor. And I'm not really happy about this. Not really happy because I, I wanted to meet you two weeks ago. I definitely don't want to wait two more weeks and I'm here. Where are you? You know, like you're not even in the office. So I'm starting to have a moment. And when I say a moment, I'm talking about like my human self started to feel all of the fear that all these people have been talking about and like trying to throw on me and I had been Teflon coated and it was just sliding off. Well, that day, the Teflon started to the break The Teflon down. was broken down <laughs> and it was starting to stick. And I was thinking, what are we gonna do? And so I had, I got through the day, we made it through. I wasn't really happy, but I was just making it through. And we get Julie into bed and you and I are sitting up looking at each other and I'm just like, this is not okay. This is not okay. And I had a breakdown about the whole thing, the whole thing that we were doing. Now I'm upset that not only we didn't meet the doctor, but what are we doing exactly? Are, are we really gonna have these babies and keep them in the ship? I mean, are we gonna, <laughs> are we gonna, where are the cribs gonna go? Are we doing cribs? What are we gonna do? I mean, it was just like, you're freaking out slow it down and and keep in mind we also just had a shower so now we have double the stuff that we had yeah total and now half of it is for babies that we haven't even met yet so you know and it's all just like stacked in my mom's garage uh, so and there were so many blessings thank you to everybody thank who sent you, something thank you, thank you thank you thank you for all the blessings we just weren't used to having so much stuff at once yeah. <laughs> anymore but i think we we received as much stuff in volume on that day as we had in our entire possession well that's what that i time. mean like yeah. it doubled and, and yeah. half of it was for the babies so the you know the, all of that all of those triggers for anxiety they were working to get me worked up and i and i felt it i felt the stress of it i felt the fear of it and it's okay to do that and i think that's a big point to note that you can live a positive life you can always look to the bright side but that does not mean that there is not dirt when you're standing in the garden. I'm choosing to look at the flowers, not to complain about the dirt. So, but there are moments where you do get frustrated and you feel things and you have to let yourself feel it because you're human. You're also a spiritual being, but you're also a human being. And so in that moment, I just felt everything at once and I allowed myself to let it go and just kind of do whatever, do whatever it needed to do. And you were like, are you mad that you didn't see the doctor? Are you that mad? Are you like, what is going on? Cause it kind of just came all out. Yeah. And, it was just the, the tipping point. I guess. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't, I just feel so unsettled and, and, and this is how I'm talking to you. I'm just like, and I don't know what's, I don't know what I'm feeling and, and, and what's Camilla mean? And, um, <laughs> just, just like that real plain, just thrown in the conversation randomly. And well, what's this Camilla? I keep hearing Camilla in my spirit over and over again for like the past three days. What does this mean? Camilla? And you said, and now, and now keep in mind, I, I really have no idea where this is coming from. And so I said, what's this mean? And you said. So I said, well, we drove through Camilla twice we today. We drove through Camilla twice today. Oh, we did. I didn't notice. Which is not a surprise to me. She does not pay attention to when I drive. No. If I drive, you are not paying attention to whatever's around us. I'm not paying attention to where we are. I'm paying attention to what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so anyways we go we, we're gonna go forward <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and, so and on the way back i remember on the way back you were pretty much you kind of just laid your head back and just closed your eyes like i don't, I don't know if you slept or not but you just were frustrated after the appointment 
and just kind of laid your head back, closed your eyes and, and didn't pay attention at all. Yeah. And so when you said Camilla, I was like, Camilla, that's so interesting. And that's I had so been random. at this point, you know, I'm like I said, I had been doing my searching. I had the itch. I was wanting to nest badly and I wanted to do, you know, I wanted to do something and be working on something. So what I would do is I would search uh, Zillow and, and various sites, Craigslist and whatnot for an Airbnb. Um, I would look for new rentals to pop up. I would look for- Because again, look, we didn't want a house. Right. We just wanted to rent a fully furnished place that we could give back after about three months. But <laughs> at the same time, I knew that both of us wanted to have land. We wanted to have um, ultimately one day. And so, I mean, one why day. not go ahead and, you know, take a peek at what's around. So I was, when we were in Florida, I was looking in Florida for properties with land. I was, I was I've always been just kind of with That's my eye That's a very interesting point that you, we were open to the land, yeah. but not a house. So land, maybe with a tiny house because yeah. banks don't like to sell land or they, you know, like it's, it's a harder process if there's not a structure on the land. Yeah. But we knew that there was some type of place that we would find or find us that we would be able to have retreats. We would be able to host uh, campers and RVers to come stay with us mm -hmm. and our church. So Unity of Savannah loves to do retreats and we knew that we wanted to have a place where they could come visit us and we could have you know, a special retreat with them. And we, we just, we knew that there was a burning desire for that because when we camped and we went out West over the summer, we knew that the, the positive family dynamics and the healthy relationships that we witnessed in that natural environment of camping was so big and, and so inspiring to us as people and our family because no one had phones, no one cared. Like there was no service. You had to drive 30 minutes just to check your email. So, you know, the, the, we loved that. So for us, we were looking for a place that we could cultivate that type of experience and also hold sacred space for others to do their healing work, including ourselves. So that that's what we wanted but that's a tall order that's a big old order i mean these are we're, and we're people talking that, and we're talking know. we wanted acres like yeah. we, we just knew what we wanted we yeah. want acres we want trees we want it to be peaceful i don't want a gun range next door i would love preferably to have cotton across the street so i can look at it like you know <laughs> what i mean like I, I got this thing worked up in my mind and and because it's okay to, to dream, but just know that the, the plan is going to be far greater than anything you can even dream up because it's that good if you can stay open to it. So we're, you're looking for so, yeah, so something. I had been just looking and I'm, and I, I'm just open to whatever is trying to find me. So when she says Camilla, I'm like, Camilla. I'm like, I don't think I've even found anything in Camilla. And so I go to my Zillow and I'm like, Camilla, and I, I think I looked through my favorites. Um, just looking for anything that was in Camilla. And I came past this house, then I started laughing because I had already showed her this house once. Well, you turned the phone to me and you said, well, this is in Camilla. And, and I grabbed the phone and I looked because I'm like, what? <laughs> and when you showed me the phone, you said, I already showed you this house. Yeah. But you vetoed it so fast and so hard that I never even considered it because you didn't even consider it. And I, and I said, you did not show me this house. And you said, yes, I did. And so we're going through the pictures. And so the way they did these photos, it was so funny. Uh, you know, typically when you list a house, you put your best photos up front and then you're, you're revealing photos of like, here's the, the nitty gritty. Those go at the end, you know? They, so they didn't know that. They, they didn't they know, didn't know that. that. So they put the photos up. The first photo is a picture of the front of the house and the, the landscaping is just atrocious. I mean, you can tell that the, the yard hasn't been touched in a long time and it's very, very thick. And this is a bank foreclosure. Bank foreclosure. So that um, means that this place is no one's trying to sell it like they don't care it's a bank there's not a family that needs this house to sell so they can move and for their you know growing life or like there's no motive like that the bank's like 
give me my money. Yeah, That's I need, it. I need to get I don't my money care. out of this property. Who can Put pictures up. We don't care what order is in. Whatever. And so there's, <laughs> you can see that there's, there's definitely roof damage. The, um, the AC unit's completely roached out. Um, the, you can see that there's trees down. Uh, you can see in the, they show a picture of the carport that has a TV in the carport. So Jules actually thought the carport was the living room. I thought it was the living room <laughs> because there was a big screen and there was no, it was cement and the way it set was set up. It just, and then there's another picture where there's a, the bathroom and the bathtub is filled with garbage and the toilet is on the side. Like it's like on, on the, the floor. floor on the side. And it was like just this crazy place and so he shows me his pictures and i laughed at him and i said because again we're not trying to buy a house we're not trying to buy a house and he's showing me this house that is not only such a fixer upper it's like a you sure you want to fix this up kind of fixer upper yeah, you, you sure you so want to take that i laughed at him and said how much time do you think we have how much money do you think we have before these babies come you know like this is just silly like this is not going to work in within our timeline so but it was obviously something that was was not wanting me to miss it because it was whispering to me and so that i showed you the rest of the photos right right so he's he's showing doors. me all this stuff and i and i immediately start to feel that feeling that i have grown to understand and and look for which is my intuition starts to get excited. My spirit starts to get real excited because it's like, yes, you're I mean, onto say, something. You're say, onto oh, something. By the way, it's uh, it's on 25 acres, and she's like, what? So I, 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 I can't even explain what happened at that point. Cause I'm like, this is a giant house. It's on 25 acres. It's a bank foreclosure. It's our. It's a pretty good price on it already. Like what? So. I said, we call them immediately. Like we need to get in touch with them immediately. I need to see this house. And so there was an urgency. There was an urgency immediately because there was something jiving in my, in my spirit with what I was seeing. And it was, and it was like, oh, 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 you gotta investigate this. Always follow your curiosity. So I'm super curious about this house now. So the next morning, hey babe, um, what's up? Did they email you back? What's going on? He's like, no, I haven't heard back. I'm like, hey, we're in the country now. We need to call them. They don't mess around with their email around here. Everybody <laughs> calls everybody. He's like, okay. So we're on the phone. <laughs> Within two hours, we are walking the property and we are walking the property in two hours because the realtor is busy but he's like here's the code and um give yourselves a tour which i much prefer to do i'd rather not have you on my shoulder while i'm judging the place and figuring out if i can make this work <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> so i'm like oh this is great let's get over there as soon as possible so we rush over and this is um the, i think the monday after thanksgiving so we're still in november and we walk through the house it was cold it was cold that day and it's trashed it sure is there's damage but there was something that was so strong that was that was pulling us and i was walking through the house and all i could see was everything that we had seen i could see the potential for it all i could see all the healing all the space for it i could feel the joy that was bubbling up inside of me that just to let me know that hey hey this is this is something that requires your attention this is something i didn't want you to miss and i wanted to make sure that you didn't miss it as we walked through the house we were you know loving it julian's running around so we go back to the truck Julian and I go back to the truck to hang out because, um, you know, I'm super pregnant, so I need to sit down <laughs> and you're taking pictures and kind of like doing your due diligence I walk the the entire, and yeah, I walk the entire all that line, stuff. Yeah. And so we see this beautiful, like just healthy, <laughs> healthy cardinal land on a fence and looks right at us to make sure we see. And uh, we feel like the cardinals are our Titi Jenny saying hi and so julian immediately was like look mama it's titi jenny and i was like i see her and we also saw a honeybee and i knew that the land was blessed and so i felt very strongly that i think i want to i think i want to 
marry this house. I think I want to get in a relationship with it. I think I want to get to know it way better. And so we call the realtor and we start the process and, you know, we lowballed it because knowing the damage uh, that was done. So there was a hurricane that came through and a pecan tree fell onto the roof, damaged that and took a whole lot of other things with it, including the power power line off the back of the house. It fell on top of the well. Yeah. So it was such a domino effect. My goodness. Yeah. And so we, so this house had, like I said, the the roof was damaged the, uh, and it was like, I went in the attic and you, and you could see light coming through the roofing. So anytime it rains, water's coming straight in. And so, but I'm looking around at everything else in the attic and the the way that this house was built was so good like the they don't build houses like this anymore bones are strong um bones are very very strong there's old all this old like you know heavy saw cut lumber that's up in the up in the ceiling and they did you know shiplap roofing with solid wood instead of plywood and it's just built very very well and and, and same it's thing a brick, from underneath it's a brick farmhouse right so well they basically took the from far, 1947 by the way. from 1947 and then built a a complete layer of brick not just a veneer but a full layer of brick around that house and then added on to it um and so and all the additions were done in the original construction style as the original house so the entire house is super solid so it's 2200 square feet right. and that mm-hmm. doesn't include the double carport, um, carport right. which is huge and then there's also a um a laundry room that's attached i mean there's tons of space now keep in mind our airstream is 200 square feet so that's an addition of 2000 square feet we we didn't want a house now we're looking at buying a whole lot of house there's a whole lot of broke a whole lot of hand on a whole lot <laughs> on a whole lot of land that needs a whole lot of help so yeah. you know it's, what are we doing right we got no roof no ac no power no water go what's that kind of cost what next things? right yeah. so we lowballed it because we knew that you know the amount of of work that was needed was absolutely needed it wasn't like yeah it was superficial we can put that off it was like oh we got to get this done before you know anything else so we knew what we were up against but we also knew that josh has this brilliant set of specialty skills that has only been given to him by god because holy moly the the amount of stuff that he knows how to do and you'll hear me talk about this stuff he's I, I don't understand it. I guess he stayed at a Holiday Inn Express once and then like now he knows how to do everything. And if he doesn't, he'll YouTube it once and then he's, you know, now a master. So there's that. And he knows how to do this stuff and he's not afraid to do it. So we're going back and forth. The bank really doesn't care about us. They they really just they didn't they weren't worried. The house had been on the market for 30 days and no one looked at it after we came to look at it we were the first ones to look at it then and we were the first offer all of a sudden there was activity on the land and it started calling people and so people were just in line to get this house and the bank was hoping that the insurance company might pay for some of the damage and so they were really slow on accepting an offer because they really were under quite a bit on the house and they wanted to get more out of it so they made the process very 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 long for us and that is the second step of it so we had the faith which was trusting and believing that our good was going to find us and we would recognize it when when that time happened but now we're into the next phase of it of patience because then when you find it when you visualize it you can now it's a tangible thing like I can go visit the thing now it's not just a sketch it's not just an idea it's not just a feeling it's a thing it's a place that I can go visit and the banks dragging their feet oh man and I got babies about to be born y'all it was such a huge huge opportunity to practice that patience to put it into motion and so we continue to just lean in that, okay, well, if this is it, it's gonna work out. But in the meantime, we need to get our ship ready to travel anyways. We need to get a, a, equipped for babies no matter what. So we did some renovations in the ship while we were waiting. 
not only to work out all the energy that we were feeling, yeah. but also to fix up what we already had, to appreciate what we had. It wasn't like now we're like, get out of here, Airstream. There's a new house on the block. It wasn't that kind of feeling. It was, I want to do what I'm supposed to do in this moment right now. And so preparing the ship just felt like the next best step, the next best move as we waited and, and still not knowing, cause we still might have to live in the ship. What if this doesn't go through? Anyone who's ever purchased a house knows like it's, there's a lot of variables involved. And so, you know, there's a, kind of a bidding war that starts to happen a bit and we're continuing to just trust and do our work and lean into the faith and practice the patience and doing all the things because it's a constant daily effort. It's every day. That's the job. That's the work of it. You know, it's the compound effect. You do your little bits of work in every opportunity that you're given. So when the big test pops up, you can pass it because you already know what you're doing. You already have the practice in. And so, we're in December, you know, holidays are starting to roll in. We even consider looking at a place that we can rent that is fully furnished and is available for a temporary option. The thing we were quote unquote originally yeah. looking for. And that was happening simultaneously with the pending offer on the house and Josh is renovating the Airstream. So we've got these things going, but we knew that any one of them could go at any time, you know, but the ship. And we were open to whatever, whatever, whatever became the easiest option or the most obvious option was the way that we would go. Right, 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 we right. We could not put ourselves into a bad situation on a house that needed a ton of work. And we also. If it wasn't could meant not, to be. If it wasn't meant to be. And we also could not bank on, you know, on this, this rental or any other rental for that matter. Right. But we, um, but we own the Airstream and we know we've got that. We always know we can live there. So that was just our mentality of like, this is what I'm working with what I have. I'm doing more with what I have. And I think at the time, a lot of our push to even wanting to have something was because we felt like we needed a place for family that wanted to come visit to stay when we they needed came a, to see us. We needed a landing spot. Yeah. We needed like for our nuclear We still family. wanted to pull the Airstream up next to whatever we rented. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I'm saying. Like we never, we wanted the land so we could have like a giant private RV. Yeah, like spot. So, um, so at this point we are, you know, we look at the house for the rent, you know, cause it was, it came available and it was brought to us. So we thought, oh, let's follow this, um, this clue and see if this leads somewhere. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but you follow where you're curious. And so we had, again, that's the thing that we were looking for available and it wasn't right it wasn't what we were supposed to have. And on the day that we were supposed to make a decision on whether or not we were gonna, you know, move forward on uh, the rental, it came through that uh, the realtor got your attention, got you on the phone and said, hey, it's go time, we need best and finals. And so we knew, uh oh, something's happening. Something's about to shift, okay. And it's like, where do we need to be? And we, and we came to realize that the house, the rental was not going to be a good option because here's the truth of what happened. The person did not understand our lifestyle and what we were doing and had a lot of feelings about it and a lot of judgments. And we did not know her. It was like the first time we met her. Um, she was friends with somebody we knew and that's how we came to know about her place being for rent. So you know, she's in our face. She's like, yeah, that sounds great. Wow. Trusting God's amazing. And then when she called to discuss the, um, the, the rental and how long we were going to be there and the terms of it and just kind of get things squared away and agreed upon, she didn't get Josh on the phone because he was talking to the realtor. So it went to voicemail she did not hang up the phone properly when she left the message for him to call her back. And we heard her talking about us and our life. And she had a lot of things to say. She was definitely manage, mentally managing 
our lives and thought we were handling things poorly and we were being reckless and it was really hard to hear like yeah. for you you he jumped up you know because as the the um, dada of the family you know she was putting a lot of pressure on him that he should be doing more and that was not the truth he was doing exactly what he needed to be doing and so you couldn't call her back but I did. I, was, I, I love was a that. Mad. I love those situations because it gives me a different opportunity to stand in my truth and to be truthful while also practicing kindness. And I don't get very many of those opportunities. And so whenever I am presented with one, I, I breathe and I pray and then I go right in. And, um, and I let her know what happened. I could feel my, my heart right now, like kind of yeah, getting a little like a fluttery. And um, because people don't always like what you're doing, no matter what, people don't always understand it or dig it. And that's okay. It's your life. And so we didn't have any problem with her not liking. Yeah, so I just life. simply said, hey, it sounds like it's, it's not a good fit. And that's, um, that's okay. And, but I want you to understand the life. So the next time you speak about it, you speak about it from a place of understanding. And I, and I walked her through and corrected a lot of the stuff that she was off about on the phone that she had filled in the blanks. And, and she was definitely, um, you know, like, oh my gosh, you heard everything, everything. Oh, everything. Right. So, and um but again it was an opportunity to shower her with kindness and do real-time forgiveness with her and let that go and create space for god to work and so i blessed her and and said you know just wish you all the best and i'm glad that it all worked out for both of us because it did we weren't gonna have a two-faced landlord and she wasn't gonna have people that made her think about making bad decisions so it's all good and um so we decided to put the best and final in which the best and final was about fifteen thousand dollars under what they wanted us to put the offer into but we but decided yeah, that um that was the best that we could do and we didn't want to put ourselves into a position of going into a place of debt we also knew that there's a lot of work to be done on the house we knew that you know again we we weren't trying to sign up for a house so if it was going to put us in a hardship then that wouldn't be right so we had to be very truthful and honest with ourselves on the the next decision because sometimes then you really want something and you're like i want it i want it i'll just deal with it you know i've i've done those moves before done those deals before where i think i just really want it and it's okay and then you make the deal and then after you're like ah ah now i'm overextended because i didn't really have what i needed for that i just wanted it and so we made really sure that those where we were was our max and so we decided to um put the best and final in and the realtor called back and said we're gonna need you to up it at least you know to the 15 uh plus mark and we talked and we decided that we were gonna let it go and that if it was meant for us that we would have it and there was nobody or, or anything that could stop that from happening if it was the truth and if it was rightly ours no one and nothing could take it from us it was going to be ours and so we just felt that so we were convicted of that like that that conviction was strong and then the realtor was like oh no problem there's a line of people behind you waiting for the house see ya see ya and we were like ah, <laughs> what are you what but we were still, that's, we stayed good with it though. I we were like, that's how it went? Oh, after, this is January, boys and girls, January. So November to January, 
and that's how it goes out. And at this point, I mean, every like we're making trips to the hopeful house. Yeah. We're I like, already put our, I tarped the roof trying to save it from the torrential rains we had mm -hmm. during December. Yeah, I mean, like we're t we're caring for the house. We love this house. We telling people about the house, which we probably should have like calmed it down. Which we tried to have it on like a low level of, of excitement, only was, because yeah. we weren't sure. But at the same time, we had our prayer warriors in on it. But mm -hmm. everybody wanted to know about it. They kept yeah. asking and hey i'm praying for that i'm praying with y'all on that house if it's god's good we you know it's gonna be yours and that was the energy and we were like there was an excitement about it because it was palpable everybody mm -hmm. could feel the healing but <laughs> but guess it's not gonna happen because we don't have enough money we don't have enough money and that's okay because if it's not meant to be it's not mine that's it no pain about it i'm open come and go i'm open to it if a blessing comes to me cool if it's not meant for me that's cool too because my my goods on the way and within moments minutes friends minutes moments we get a we get a text we get a message i want to make an angel investment a donation to your mission and the work that you're doing that house is a part of your mission. It's a part of the healing. It's a part of the work. I want to donate, gift $15,000 to what you're doing so you can continue to do it and move forward. Okay. I'm short $15,000. Not short. I'm just choosing not to like not overextend it. myself. And I'm letting things go. It's gone. The realtor's gone. What the, the quote unquote lack is no longer. It's, it's there. There's, a, there's a, a, an offering waiting. But the deal is it's got to go for the house. Okay. All right. So we call the realtor back immediately. And he says, I will... I'll let him know. I'll put the offer in. So he said, we. I don't, he told me he said, I don't know if they've already signed the other offer. We don't know what's going on. There's a lot of people but, that yeah. that are hot and heavy. So it's like they had an offer they were really happy with, and they were going to go ahead and sign. Yeah. So I'll see if they've if they've got that signed yet. And um, and so we get the call back, and the call back says. Oh, and this was all happening on my birthday. This was that was going back and forth on the ninth. On his birthday. I mean, wouldn't you want that to be your birthday present, right? A house your new retreat center that you've been praying about for years for years right i mean it seems like amazing you got the truck for your for father's, for father's day. day you got the airstream for mother's day i mean right this is kind of in alignment with those types of spoils that the universe is giving right so my birthday <sighs> goes we don't hear anything back and we so go to the, dinner that night we so, had a great yeah. time for my and dinner. we had a good time with dinner we had a good time we had a great we let it go we were like the the better is coming you know, whatever. If that's not it, then the better's coming. And then we get a call back and he says, so since you guys were first in line, you were the first ones and, you know, we have loyalty to that. He's been, the realtor had been trying to help us because we were the first ones. Um, he says, um, they took, they've accepted your offer. Boom. Like I'm sending over the paperwork. Boom. You are now in due diligence. What? What? So, and the paperwork was actually, it went through on your birthday. It was all signed on my birthday. But we didn't find out till the next day. On my mom's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was happy. Oh my goodness. So we are just, oh my goodness. We're going to, we, what, what, what? Oh my goodness, right? So you've got to just go. You've got to make yeah, things I have happen. I have 10 days to get out of this deal. Yeah. If, if we find out that it's going to take too much in order for me to, to get this house just back to functioning as a house, to having power, right. water, and AC. And so while that process is happening, um, I go into labor. We, they accepted the offer. We find out about it on the 10th. I go into labor on the 14th. My water breaks. And... Now that story of the twins delivery is an epic, epic tale. And I will tell that another day, but I just want that point to be made clear that we didn't even have the house 
in a, in a in a condition that we could come home to after the hospital. It wasn't because the closing nursery wasn't happening until after we were back from the hospital. So, you know, the thing is, is that sometimes the blessing is going to come to you in a different way. Sometimes it's going to come to you and it's going to require more work and more flexibility than you originally anticipated. But that's why if you drop the anticipation and you just lean into whatever that moment is guiding you to do, then you're going to find that that way, the working with the reality of it in that moment is much kinder than being, you know, in the space of it's, it needs to look like this in order for it to really be my blessing. And it wasn't quote unquote perfect or ideal, but it was, it was perfect because it was exactly what it was meant to be. And so we've been working on this house and we've had family coming to visit and friends coming to visit and everybody feels that same peace that we felt that was palpable when we arrived for the first time. When I saw that picture, you know, that excitement in my spirit, we still feel that other people feel that. And so we know that by setting it up and preparing it to open it up, to share with others so that we have that space for healing makes us the stewards of this land. We don't even feel like this house is our house. That's the crazy. I've never, ever <laughs> met anybody who bought a house that didn't feel like it was their house unless they were doing like a rental or yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Like they were trying to flip it. This, this place feels like a part of the, the supplies, the resources needed for us to do the next level of our work. That's why we got it. That's why it was meant to be. Not only to have a beautiful, gorgeous setting for our little babies to be safe in and for Julian to get to experience the splendors of nature that surround him, but for us to also be able to connect with nature and have this peaceful haven for people to come and escape to. It's, it's just amazing. It's, it's, it's really mind-blowing to me but at the same time of course this happens the way it did of course of course we believed so strongly in in all of it that it had no choice but to manifest because we didn't believe anything other we knew it we knew it we felt it we trusted it and we lived our life in a way that supported it so it could come to us you know, we went and we followed the area that was best for the baby's care. And what happened? It led us to the direction of hopeful. And the funny part is, remember in the story I was telling you about Camilla, Camilla, Camilla? Well, the address is actually Camilla. But when you zoom in on the map and you look at the location of the hopeful house, it's in hopeful, Georgia. Hopeful so small, we don't even have our own mailbox. We don't, or post, post office, office rather. We don't even have our own post office. So we get linked into Camilla. But had Spirit been telling me hopeful, 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 I may have misunderstood that message. And so even trusting that Spirit will always communicate to you in a way that you will understand, even that, even that was done in a way to where I wouldn't miss it. And so I encourage you that whenever you've got something that you are giving no choice but to manifest, be open and be flexible to the way that it wants to manifest to you and for you. Remember that your idea of it may not be the full picture. You might have a little tiny corner of what it's really supposed to be. And you're working for that little tiny piece of corner when really the activity is moving you forth to this giant blueprint of a master operation and you are the captain, you are the steward. So be open to that and trust that that's always happening because it's all designed to, to manifest and be whatever it is you want in your flavor, in your particular style, because that's the kind of universe that we live in. It's so generous and it's so, so attracted to 
gratitude and, and just pleasing, you know, like we, God is pleased, you know, created the heavens or the heavens and the earth and was pleased and, and all of that sat back and said it was good. Yeah. Right. So there's pleasure in that. And that's the kind of, of energy that, that we are one with. And so I want to take this story. I want to take this message of choosing faith over fear, leaning in, trusting, trusting your spirit, knowing the excitement won't let you miss it, but you have to be open. You have to quiet down. You have to listen for the whisper within the chaos and know that all is well in every moment that you're doing the best thing. So as we settle in, I invite you to take a deep breath, just in through the nose, out through the mouth and just do that in and out. It just feels good. It just feels good to take a moment. And as we center in and turn away from all of the outward distractions, we know that in this place we come together and we can share stories like this because it's all happening all around us. The miracles are ever present. The helpers are attracted to us. The good wants to be even greater. All of it is moving forward. It's growing, it's thriving, and we're a part of that. We're one with it. And so no matter what you may be facing in this moment right here, take a deep breath and know you're not alone. It's all hard in order to give you the skills for you to be able to do the next level of your work. The call is coming. And if it's already come, then answer and know that everything you'll need will be available to you in the moment that you need it. All the superpowers are gonna unveil themselves and you're gonna find a new strength that you didn't even know existed. As you continue to see yourself as the light that you are, you will radiate so much love and inspiration and goodness that others will be completely attracted to that. And you will be on your journey seeing each step illuminated as you continue to move forward confidently in the direction of your dreams. And we put that out there to do its perfect work as we continue to do ours. And we say, Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing the space, listening to our story of the hopeful house. We're so grateful to bring it to you and hook up with me on uh, Instagram or Facebook guys. I'm, I'm loving my Facebook group and I want to invite you to be a part of it. We're talking about some really good concepts and some real talk. So I hope to see you in there. So till next time, have a good day. You've been listening to Jules loves me, the podcast. If you feel uplifted and inspired by the sacred space we created today, support and join our mission by donating on www.julesloves.me. And while you're there, take a look around, check out all the videos and blogs I've put together for you and make sure to subscribe to my email list. And for all you social butterflies, you can follow me on julesloves.me on Facebook and Instagram. Want to support our mission even more? Visit patreon.com slash me to become a patron and get even more food to fuel your soul. Join me next time for another wholehearted story. Thank you for listening. And remember, the light in me loves the light in you.